You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Did you have any any challenges as a captain or anything you wish you could have done differently or or as a group anything you wish you could have done differently? Uh me personally I'm I'm a pretty like serious uh you know I don't like to really I mean I I enjoy having a good time but really for me you know especially when we're in the locker room it's time to focus. Um and so I kind of did, I did I never realized this until this year and I was talking to Doc Z and I had to talk to the freshmen at the beginning of the year coach A brought uh, the captains in and kind of just wanted us to give like three things that we wish we knew um, as freshmen. Um, and I, I didn't even realize what I was talking about. I was basically like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys go out and shoot for three, four hours. You know, you're used to that in high school. Like you can just go out as much as you want, but you don't have that much time. And I was talking to Doc C about it and he was like, have you ever thought that that might be intimidating to freshmen? Like maybe that's not why, or maybe that's why they, you know, they might be a little bit more afraid of you. And they don't really want to connect on a personal basis because they're intimidated by you. And I never realized that that, like, I thought my hard work was what got me to this position. I didn't think that that was something to be afraid of. But, you know, Doxy was, you know, being very critical about how I was coming off. And so being able to take a step back and kind of reflect on who I was as a person and be open a little bit more. I had to smile a little bit more. Um, I had to be a little bit more positive than I normally am. You know, maybe not as objective, but maybe a little bit more positive with the guys. Um, and then I think as a group, we, I think we could have, we could have done more, honestly, you know, we talk about coach A and just the trust he had. I mean, we could have done anything we wanted in a good way. You know, we could have done, you know, anything we really wanted to. And I don't think we really grasped that till the end. I think we were still like, Oh, you know, it's still coach A's team. Like by the end of the season, you know, he basically turned the team over to us. And, and I think we didn't take enough advantage of that. It, you know, there's some little things here and there, but I think that was the biggest thing is we just, we could have done even more. And, and that's, what's exciting for next year is I think we really conveyed to the, to the, the upcoming captains, like coach, A trust you hundred percent, like take an idea and run with it. And, and he's going to sign off on it no matter what, like he trusts you guys. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a piece, you know, you really do realize after it's over how, how short it was and how short mm-hmm. it all was, you know, and I was talking to coach O'Neill from, from Gonzaga high school, you know, we were talking about, it's a short season, you know, you can only do so much. Yeah. Um, and especially once games start happening, you know, the weeks fly by, you know, it seems like you're playing a game, you know, it feels like games just keep coming. You get off the yeah. bus two days later, you're back on the bus headed up somewhere else. Um, so that's a, I, I think that's a really good feeling to have that, you know, you're always going to want to do more. You're always going to want to yeah. do more no matter how much you put in effort wise or how many changes you made for the better, you know, it, it's good to know you had, there were some things that still could be improved. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. And like you said, it's about paving the way for, for those after you leaving a legacy, letting them build off of the successes you had, you know, the first part of your answer there, you know, the, the approachability aspect, that's a big piece uh, of being a captain. Yeah. You know, sometimes it goes overlooked. Sometimes, 
you know, people might have, feel like, hey, I got to be the captain. I got to be this big, you know, stoic figure above the team. Um, not necessarily above in any sort of arrogant way, but, you know, you got to yeah. stand alone a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's most of the time it's the guys that, you know, can connect on, on a personal mm-hmm. level and are really easy around freshmen that the freshmen feel comfortable being around. You know, some of the guys when I was, a, you know, a freshman, I really looked up to Matt Mezzer and Nick Isnardi because, you know, I could always – I never felt like I was bothering them, you know, if I went to talk yep. to them or I never mm-hmm. thought I was going to get criticized um, in practice from them. So it was always, it was always reassuring to have those guys as well. And, and it's good to hear that you, you know, you recognize that as well with, with Doxy's help and, and you kind of embodied that for the rest of the season. Um, and, and, you know, talking about some of those examples uh, of good leadership, you know, who, who is the best captain you've ever experienced firsthand, whether that be, you know, at West Point or, or, or at, in high school or any other sport? Um, all right. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with two. And, you know, I think Gunnar Miller, just for just how competitive he was. And that's why, you know, I was listening to the podcast with him and I just, I was laughing and just smiling just cause I could, I could picture him, you know, getting fired up before games or so, you know, talking about another team and how much he wants to beat another team you know, how much he wants to beat Navy or beat Loyola and, and just that competitive fire can, can bring a team along. And, and I, we saw that in 2017, you know, could just will, you could almost will a team along. Um, and, and that was, that was something amazing that I saw and, you know, tried to replicate in some way with this team is you can just bring people along just by your mentality, your attitude, um, how you talk to people. And then, somebody else who you know wasn't an he was he wasn't an official captain but someone that I've always looked up to and I had a really close bond with and I I really you know admire him was was Cole Johnson and and for him him and I's relationship was a little bit different we were on the same attack line and it was much more of a big brother but you know he might not have been a captain but he never once made an excuse he never once put the team second I mean he might as well have been a captain and and I, all I remember about Cole was you know he was selling out after every game he separated his shoulder, um, probably still had a concussion. His whole right bicep and shoulder were black and blue for the second half of the season. And not once did he miss practice. Not once did he complain. And, and he just put his head down and worked. And, and, you know, I really – I went through some injuries this year, and I really just tried to remember that those lessons that he showed me. And he showed me how to play as a senior, you know, just, just diving for everything, selling out with his body, um, and really – I was like, okay, it's my senior year. I need to play like Cole Johnson did his senior year. Yeah, wow. I mean, those are two phenomenal examples. You know, I had Gunnar on the show. And, yeah, like you said, just listening to Gunnar talk, it, it gets you going. You know, <laughs> hard-pressed. It's funny, you know, Gunnar and Shea, you know, two guys. Yep. Can't, can't think of two more competitive guys that I, that I played with during my time. And, you know, it just goes to show you how, how that mentality kind of it, – it gets passed down and then – yeah, Cole. Cole really took a beating um, during his career at, yeah. at Army, and and I know you and him had a special relationship. You know, playing the same position, playing together for for you know a couple of years there, and the example he showed for you, and I'm sure the impact he had wasn't just on you; it was on on a lot of guys on the offensive end of the field that got to see it every day in practice. The beating yeah. he would take, and he really was. He was he was a quiet guy, quiet professional. Um, didn't really like talking about himself and, and like you said, never complained once about anything. Um, even when he had every, every right to, 
Um, oh yeah, he could have sat out every practice he wanted. Yeah, exactly. And he he just he just put his head down and 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 fought through it. So two two great examples there, and and exactly why. Um, but uh, you know, before I take any more of your time, what other what other advice would you give fellow captains today, or, or kind of anybody aspiring to develop their leadership skills? Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned was you have to think. Like your job is to think. Um, and maybe this is just because of being at West Point and really, you know, they kind of hammer into us from day one, like officers, your job is to think. But, you know, I saw the, you know, how much better an organization functions when you've got two, three, four individuals, you know, Coach A, you know, the three captains, the leadership council, you know, what happens when guys think and when guys project ahead, okay, what issues are coming up this week? Okay, the freshmen have a huge test coming up. All right, so maybe we're not going to do our offensive meeting tonight. Maybe we'll kick it to another night so they can get down and study. Little things like that, like your job as a captain is to think. You have to. And you have to, because it averts disasters or it averts little things that could hang you up. Um, and, and you're just going to be so much more successful and so much more prepared when you can, when someone's going to bring up an issue that's going to come up soon, like in the next week, they're going to bring something up. And if you look at them with a blank stare and be like, uh, I didn't even think of that. Like, okay, that's fine. But what if you could look at that interview and be like, yes, that's, we already have a plan. We're going to do A, B, C, and D, and this is how it's going to go. You know, automatically people's credibility or people's trust in, in your credibility is going to rise, which for a captain, that's everything. Yeah, that's huge. That's a great piece of advice that, you know, we really haven't heard on, on the captain's coach yet. And, and I appreciate it, Nate, you know, that the thinking piece, the, the problem solving and not really the problem solving, but the, the anticipation of problems arising mm -hmm. and being able to think through that, you know, you gotta be two, three steps ahead. And, yeah. and you know, like Sam, Sam Walker said when he was on the show, you know, being a captain is about taking care of everything else that doesn't get taken care of. And, and, yep, part of that, and, and part of that is, you know, taking care of problems before they arise, being able to anticipate, you know, back to my conversation this morning with coach O'Neill. Um, same thing. He says he brings the captains in at the beginning of the season and they kind of just go through a list of things that could happen and, and what they're going to do if, and when those issues arise and being able to do that on your own with your group. And like you said, you know, having more numbers, having more people empowered to think, literally think about those things and, yep. and let them understand, hey, you can think this through. And if you think of it, let us know and come with a solution. And that way, the entire team is more prepared. So I think that's, that's great advice for anybody out there, not just in sports, but you know, if you're ever in any sort of, of organization or leadership position where you have that ability, like 100% take advantage of, of anticipating problems. And like you said, you know, all that does is create more trust with whoever's around you and, you know, your confidence level is going to go through the roof in the eyes of those people as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I, I know I've taken up, uh, enough here afternoon already, Nate, no, so no worries. to the, to the end here. And with one of my favorite questions, what is your definition of leadership? Uh, my definition of leadership is putting yourself second in every situation, no matter what. Um, and always putting the good of the organization before yourself and everyone else's, um, good. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it really comes down to that, that leadership is a service and, and that's all it really mm -hmm. is. Leadership is a choice and leadership is a service. I think of kind of the, the two themes we've, we've, we've gone through here during the conversation. Um, 
there's there's nothing more to it really you know if you if you live by that principle you're probably going to be i guarantee you you will be successful as a leader and and along with that definition what do you think the two biggest responsibilities or you know two big characteristics are that that make a great captain um i think i think you have to be fearless as a captain and you have to be willing to and what i mean by that is you you have to be willing and um, Gunner said it perfectly, but you have to be willing not to have a couple of friends or, or lose some friends along the way. Um, and the second one is you, you have to be humble and you have to put the team second. You know, no one really wants to pick up the chairs or pick up the towels um, in the locker room at the end of the night after a long three-hour practice. But just because I'm a senior and I'm a captain doesn't give me the excuse to walk by him and turn the lights off at, at you know, as I walk out the door, like, no, I, I can pick up the, the towels too. You know, I can help the equipment manager, you know, lay out uniforms because I'm up there and I can set the example to show that the freshmen, they like, Oh wow. Look, you know, the captain's doing that. Like I can do that too. I can help out. Um, I can pick up towels, things like that. Cause you're just modeling behavior uh, right. as a captain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely serving as an example in, in everything you do, not just on the field and your competitiveness and your hard work, but you know, it, it really is, you know, again, Sam Walker keeps coming up today but you know be the be the guy who carries the water cooler you know do the yep. thing that no one else is thinking about definitely definitely a huge piece and, and that confidence and, and humility a big piece you know being fearless definitely synonymous with, with being confident knowing mm-hmm. that the principles you live by are, are leading to the right decisions and no matter what the outcome is you know if it's a poor yep. outcome you know you lose a friend somebody gets mad at you being confident and and not wavering in your decision making is a huge piece and being humble enough to know that you're no bigger than anybody else on the team and, and certainly not bigger than the organization itself. Um, definitely mm-hmm. huge, huge pieces uh, of making a great captain. And then uh, before I let you go, do you have a, a book you, you most often recommend, whether that be about sports or leadership or coaching? Um, I have three top ones that are kind of my, you know, the ones I think I've modeled or tried to model myself after. Um, the first is Joker One. It's a um, memoir from a platoon commander in uh, Iraq. He was a Marine in like 2004, 2005, I think, in Ramadi. And it was, it was really, really uh, brutal fighting. And it's basically his year-long deployment. And he, it, it's not a journal, but it, it's, more, it's a memoir uh, of his experience and basically him detailing just, you know, the day-to-day brutal decisions that he had to make as a leader. And, and I really, I read it. Um, I think when I was a freshman and it, it just, it, it had such a profound impact. I mean, I mean, half the pages I've dog-eared because of, you know, important leadership lessons that I, I've taken from that um, and just always putting his guys first, no matter how miserable it was um, or how much he wanted to go to sleep or things like that. Um, and then for, you know, a, just a really good leadership book, uh, Legacy, that was a, had a profound yeah. impact on me as well. You know, the New Zealand All Blacks are, are an incredible organization. Their team culture is something I would, you know, I think, you know, Army Lacrosse, we have an amazing team culture, but I think a team that does it even better is the New Zealand All Blacks. So I read that one. I mean, it had a, a huge impact on me. And then from that book, I found probably the number one leadership book in, in my eyes, the greatest captain that's ever been in professional sports, who, his name is Richie McCaw. And yeah. um, the book is called The Real McCaw. And he's uh, the team captain for the New Zealand All Blacks. Um, when they won the 2011, I think 2015 Rugby World Cups and just basically lost like probably three games in like a 10-year span. Something cra- I mean, they just some crazy win percentage. 
Um, and it's his autobiography looking back on his career. And, you know, any and every lesson you can imagine about leadership council, um, you know, younger guys going out in town, getting drunk before a game, like how do you discipline them to just, you know, toughness, he, you know, he severs something in his, um, I think, oh no, he breaks his ankle and just like basically plays on a broken foot for three of the, the last three games of the world cup, even and in the championship. I mean, just incredible toughness and, and someone who you know, I would love to meet and pick his brain. And I've listened to a bunch of podcasts um, of interviews from him and, and a leader that I've modeled my, myself after for the past couple of years. Yeah, those are, you know, three really good ones. I haven't read Joker one or, or McCall's autobiography, but I, but I've read legacy and, and yeah, for anybody out there who is an athlete on a team, you, you need to go listen or read this book. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. And I think you're, you're right. You know, there is no better culture, I think in, in any level of sports than, than the New Zealand all blacks and McCall definitely was a prime example of, of the impact that a player leader can have. And, you know, he's definitely, he's mentioned in the captain class um, by Sam Walker and it's definitely up there on my list of, of need to reads. So great, uh, great suggestions there on, on the bookend. Do you have a favorite quote about leadership or coaching? Um, I think two things that I, I always would tell myself when I had to kind of make a tough decision or, you know, we had to make a tough decision um, is that we come second, you know, I, you know, Nate Jones comes second to the organization to the lowest freshman on the depth chart. It doesn't matter. I come second, you know, my happiness, my social life, my sleeping, you know, my home, I mean, homework, you know, I probably shouldn't say that, but I graduated, yeah. so it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but, you know, if, if a kid, you know, we had this where somebody, you know, a really tragic, some, you know, something really tragic at home happened to one of our freshmen, you know, it really didn't matter that I had homework due the next day. I was on my way to his room the second Coach A called. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you come second. Your social life, everything, comes second to the team and, and the players. It doesn't matter what player. It doesn't matter how good they are or how low they are on the depth chart, you know, you come second to that. And then someone who's, you know, I've always looked up to, and, and I think, you know, the lacrosse community as a whole is pretty familiar with is Brendan Looney. And a quote he had was, be strong, be accountable, and never complain. And that's just something I've tried to model my life after and kind of, you know, it goes into a leadership philosophy as well. But just, you know, if you don't, if you do those three things as a leader, you know, you're going to be pretty successful, I think. And someone who did at the highest level, you know, Navy SEAL and, you know, unfortunately was killed in action, but, you know, those, you know, those tenets of life, like you're just going to be a good human being if you're able to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. And just like all of this, you know, everything you do in sports is, is transferable over to, to real life, whether that be mm-hmm. a father, a husband, a mother, a wife, um, anything, you know, a daughter, brother, son, it, it's all transferable. Um, so great stuff all around, Nate. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show. It was a blast talking to you. And, and as always, good to have Army Lacrosse brother uh, on the show and, and share some of the good times. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.